Welcome into the Pegasus Podcast, episode 36. I am Bailey Adams, and I'm joined, as always, by Christian Simmons. You can find us on Twitter, at BaileyJAdams22, at ByCASimmons, and at Night Sports Now. Um, well, we're here. Um, we sure are. We're here in Louisville. 12.57 in the morning. We in just got Airbnb. back. We just got back. Uh, the game ended, like, well, well over an hour and a half ago, probably, mm-hmm. and it took forever to find an Uber. It hasn't been a great night. To the Uber driver who canceled on us because he couldn't find us, if you're listening, I hate you. I, I don't know if you're listening, but if you are, I just want you to know that I actually hate you. Well, we're off to a great start. Um, I don't think it's going to get much better, <laughs> honestly. Um, yeah, it's The only a- way this podcast is going to get better is because I am drinking a chocolate milkshake right now that we picked up. It is just tr- it's truly, it's truly been a bad night. I'm pretty depressed. Um, I do want to say um, to the UCF fans freaking out on Twitter, some of your freakouts are okay and some of them aren't. I a think, lot of them are not. So obviously we're all upset. I mean that sucked. And um, like to be upset is fine. Like there's there was a lot of stuff that should have happened in that game that happened. I mean there, the play calling was even questionable. Dylan Gabriel didn't play too great on the road. Uh, the defense is no. Nah, I'm sorry. He had I mean, five touchdowns. I know he had five touchdowns. Part, but like the only you know it's more important than his five touchdowns. My personal belief. He's the only. And, uh, <laughs> He's the only reason they're even in the game. I know. Well, I just he got in his own, but I think it's fair to say at some points he felt like he was really overcompensating on not forcing things. Like, yeah, like he really yeah. wanted to play it safe. But I just want to say to the fans, like it's okay to be upset. Like I'm not gonna be here and be like, oh, you yeah. should. Like that sucks. I'm in a bad mood. But there are actually fans saying that Malzahn needs to be fired, or that a lot of I people saw, say Travis Williams yeah, needs to be I fired. I saw in the second quarter people calling for Travis Williams. So before, I guess we've jumped right in. But UCF lost 42 to 35 on the road at Louisville. Um, really a game that like they just struggled struggled throughout the entire game and was kind of a miracle they had a chance to win it at the end um, early on for, I mean they scored they got a stop immediately and scored on their second play um, and then they just could not stop Louisville's offense and it was it was mostly Malik Cunningham um, and the running back whose name I don't know how I already forgot it Jalen Mitchell I think yeah um, it was a really weird game on both was, sides of the ball it was to be strange because it felt like both UCF's offense and defense had the same issue where I feel like I sound super low energy right now but again oh, we, as I we said got it's to. one in the morning um, but basically like you look at the offense and it was either each drive was either like a complete mess or art <laughs> and the defense was either like a three and out stop or just, just letting them run all yeah, over them. just absolutely suffocating or it was you know 17 yard run really 15 weird. yard run 20 yard run I really don't like and part of the reason I feel like like I'm pretty sad like I, I always take UCF losses badly <laughs> too badly like I, I like I, like I need to calm down like I'm not on the team I don't know why I always get this sad yeah but like that's part of being a fan at the end of the day like I guess depending on what your opinion of the season doesn't change anything like I was saying all off season that you know, I mean, like I was thinking nine and three or ten and two, probably ten and two, and this doesn't really like change that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's this isn't a game. Honestly, I think we both we both picked UCF to win this game, but I don't think this is a game that like going into the season that if you would have told me, yeah, they're going to lose to Louisville, I, I I was pretty confident about it all off season. But then again, you know, it's a game like it's a tough game. It's on the road. Although this the thing the thing that really got to me was it seemed like. I don't know, just the road struggles are insane. And they played in a, it was like a half-empty stadium. I know like the crowd got loud at times, but that's a 60,000-seat stadium, and it was like half full. If they, they couldn't handle that. The was like 33,000. Yeah, if they can't handle that's that. That's smaller than the bounce house. Like, Nipper, what are you doing? Nipper in October, when they go to play Cincinnati, is going to be a really, really rough time for them if they were, you know, for whatever reason, rattled a little bit by Louisville's crowd. But the thing that's the most, I think, frustrating, thing, by like the third quarter, I was like, I just don't see UCF winning this game. I was about the same. But then they tie it early in the fourth quarter, 
and they get a stop. Was, was that when the fake, the fake punt happened? Mm-hmm. They get a stop near midfield. They don't even get a first down. Then Louisville goes down the field and scores. And you're thinking, okay, well, this is, this is horrible. Then UCF's defense gets another stop, and you're like, all right. Yeah. Offense. Offense breezes down the field, scores with a minute 21, makes it 35-35. By that point, though, with a minute 21 left, I was thinking, all right, well, Louisville's just going to get into field goal range, kick a field goal. UCF's going to lose. And I had started, I had resigned myself to that fate, which, I mean, that's kind of sad, but also I was preparing myself. Then UCF gets a pick. And for, I don't know, what was it, maybe a minute of in real time, you're thinking, okay, UCF has 28 seconds and they can maybe get into field goal range, test out Obarski's leg. Worst case, we're going to overtime. Yep. Then on the first play of UCF's drive, a tip pass gets intercepted and returned for a touchdown. The last thing I expected to happen on that play happened. And that's how UCF lost Which the game. I want to preface with what I'm about to say with, like, I get hindsight is twenty twenty. Like, I try to not be the person where when a play doesn't work, I'm like, how could you call that play? Yeah. It's like, well, obviously the play worked. We won't be saying that. But it was weird because those last couple drives, Johnny Richardson really stepped up when Bowser got hurt. And yeah. He was carving him up. I mean, he rushed for over 100 yards and he was killing him. So I was just kind of surprised they didn't just go back to that. Like, that felt like a weird situation with the ball. Johnny Richardson had 101 yards on nine carries. Yeah, that's wild, man. He had a great game. Trillian Coles had 51 on eight carries. That's the thing is there was actually a lot. Oh, we didn't talk about the big thing yet, which is that Dylan Gabriel apparently hurt. Yeah, yeah. His arm was in a sling. Arm in a sling. Honestly, it was so that this is a little bit behind the scenes of what we went through. Um, We were prepared. Like, we knew this miracle play at the end with one, like, five seconds left. They were not going to score a touchdown. So, as soon as, like, there's the stuff started happening, we started, like, leaving our seats. As soon as the ball hit the ground, we're like, so yeah, the ball hit the ground, so we were out of our seats. We didn't even realize until we looked on Twitter that. Dylan Gabriel got hurt, and people were saying he was down on the field for a little while after the game. Got up, walked up on his under his own power to the cart, and I guess left. People were wondering if it was uh, his hip or something with his shoulder, and it appears his arm's in a sling, so you'd think it's something maybe with his shoulder, whatever. But yeah, Gus Malzahn didn't have any update after the game. Um, I mean, listen, if his arm's in a sling, that's really bad. Yeah. It's really, really bad. And then yeah. again, it also could still be another, like, it could be a precautionary thing until they go and get it x rayed, get to see what it figured out. No, let's panic. It's really bad. Because there's, there's no way that quickly they were just like, alright, let's get it in a sling and like, what's it called? Stabilize it so that like... I know, and like I said, I don't want to be like Debbie Downer about everything that we've heard and that was coming out is that's probably bad. Yeah, I mean, it probably is. That, but let's... that creates a huge conundrum for UCF now though, because okay, so let's say that Dylan Gabriel is, I'm not even going to say like miss the rest of the season because there's no way you can know that now. Yeah. Let's say he's going to miss a significant amount of time. Mikey Keene's your backup. Do you burn Mikey Keene's red shirt? And now start Mikey Heener? Do you go to Joey Gatewood? I mean, what do you do there? I don't... Season's Jones. Like, like, I, Jones? I, for I don't the record, know. Dylan is going to miss a significant time. Like, that's that's just a cap on the season. I mean, I don't, you can't you can't win the conference without him. No. No, you can't. Because, like, I mean, like I said, I, he was, I think, a little bit, like, they always say safe as death. I feel like a lot of that, that, a lot of that popped up in this game. But he still had... <laughs> he had three passing touchdowns, a rushing touchdown, and a receiving touchdown in this game. Yeah, he had a five touchdown. So you know, and, and this—I understand what they did, but like to get hurt on a stupid, like dumb, yeah, that's what's frustrating. Play, like, I still haven't gone back. I still haven't seen the play. I don't know what happened. Yeah. If if it was somebody, I don't know. It might have been a freak thing where like a defender landed on him or something. I mean, if you if you watch the game, you know what happened. And I just I just don't. I haven't gone back and watched it because we spent like an hour and a half trying to get an Uber. Um, and the defense got a sack. Yeah, the defense did get so, a sack. So take that for. And they sacked Malik the, Cunningham. Yeah, which man, I. We knew the thing. We knew they were going to struggle with Malik Cunningham, um, but my goodness, I didn't think they were going to absolutely have if no. If you could give me a record prediction right now for the rest of the season, what would you give me for UCF? Yeah, nine and three. That's what I'm thinking too. Well, 
Mm. With or without Dylan Gabriel? I'm thinking either way. Really? I'm going to say with Dylan Gabriel 10 and 2. Okay, if I'll Dylan say Gabriel missed a significant time, I'll say 9 and 3. Okay. I'm not that pan- like I'm pretty depressed right now, but I'm not like like some fans are like freaking the hell out. I'm and I don't think this net like I guess the difference is some fans thought it was gonna be thirteen and zero, and I stayed pretty firm yeah. on ten and two. I got a little excited after the Boise game, and I said on the podcast that I said I could see this team going eight and four, I could see you going undefeated. Undefeated is not gonna happen, turns out. But I don't know. I think I'm coming down like coming down from ten and two to nine and three is yeah less of a decline than if you actually thought. But listen, like, I'm sorry. And if you listen to this podcast, you maybe not felt, you maybe didn't feel this way because you're choosing to listen to us. And, you know, we're the experts, obviously. We know everything. I mean, we picked UCF to I know Louisville, nothing. So we really, I know. It's shocking the things we know. I did know that Malik Cunningham was going to be Louisville's leading rusher, though. I don't agree with my predictions were at this point. I'm too tired to care. Um, <laughs> but, like, I just, if, I've said, and I was saying this all summer, too, like, if you came in this season, you're like, UCF's going to be 13 and I'm just asking, like, what were you looking at that made you think that? Yeah, I have no idea. You there's a, there's so like, many holes on this They're coming team. off a 6-4 and four season where the defense gave up 34 points per game. I just, I, and they lost a bunch of guys to the NFL. I just, I didn't know what you were looking at. I was going to end a season. We hoped, I mean, you always hope, but to expect it is the part that's starting to bother me. What's... And you're one of a new coaching staff. What's been sad to me is, I mean, and it's still, it's early. We're three games into the season. And really, like I feel like once we get into conference play is when we really want to see the most improvements, obviously. But I've talked all summer about how like I'm finally excited to watch UCF on defense again because I think like there's going to be yep. a lot of improvements. They're going to make some leaps. Didn't expect it to be an overnight thing, but just it's it hasn't gotten any like, any better in, in three games. Like I'm, it's frustrating to watch them play play every time they go out there. Um, there's bright spots. There's there's moments, and I mean honestly, you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt. I don't remember if he came back in, but Corey Thornton left the game uh, very early on. Yeah, I don't remember um, if he came back in either. I, I saw someone tweeting that they didn't see Ricky Barber out there very much, so they didn't know if he was, he was limited. They were. I mean, um, honestly, it was as shocking to me how much not having Bowser changed offensively. Yeah, did on offense. He, I mean, because he, he was only the first drive, I think, right? And then, or, you know, it was the first drive or was it the second drive? Yeah, it was like very it was, early. It was game. extremely early, and yeah, he was, um, he was, very limited the rest of the way. Because he came, he didn't play the rest of the first half. Then he came out, I think, on early drives in the second half. Maybe he was feeling fine and whatever he, he tweaked was, you know, he went out there, tried to give it a go, and it, it didn't work out. But, yeah, it really, um, well, it's weird, though, because without him, yeah, like, it felt like the offense was a little disjointed. But then you look at the UCF running backs that stepped up in his place, and, I mean, like we just said, Richardson had 101 yards. Yeah, John yards. Richardson had a really solid game. Coles had 51 yards. Um, and... Yeah, the, the one thing that was disappointing, and it just, I don't know, it was weird. Um, Louisville's defense didn't really give much of a chance for Dylan Gabriel to do what he's been doing so well in the first two games, and that's escape the pocket, create create uh, splash plays, whether whether that's with his legs or finding an open man after extending the play. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just, here's a really? sorry, Pat Forty from Spencer just posted a photo of Gabriel leaving with his arm in a sling. Yeah. He just posted a story. I'm going to try to read while he talks. says, get Dylan Gabriel suffers potential major shoulder injury. Great. That's cool. Un, you know, it's just, oh man, it, it, as if it couldn't have gotten any worse. Like that, the ending to that game was just a literal gut punch, and then for that to happen on top of it. What does this mean? This lead is the Central Florida quarterback may have seen his season and ultimately his college career come to a jarring end in a stunning loss to Louisville. What? Why would that be the end of his college? That career? would absolutely seem like a, quite the snap judgment. What are we talking about here? That's quite the snap judgment. There's no way he knows that, which kind of seems irresponsible to me. He was already he has already had X rays. Oh, has he? Yeah. How was it that quick? I guess we were on campus for like two hours. Um, How in the world would that be the end of his college collegiate career? Does he think that he's out for the season and is going to leave after the season? He's just going to rehab it for the NFL? Not a freaking chance he'd get drafted. 
Yeah, that's coming off. Of that's that. a weird thing to say, dude. What? That's kind of like that's just a weird thing to speculate. That's like, flat out alarmist, in my opinion. That's yeah, pretty unprofessional. Um, unless he knows something, but yeah, I'm not really a fan of that. But what I am a fan <coughs> of is Dylan Gabriel catching a twenty-yard touchdown. That was cool. It's too bad we're never gonna see that again since he's done for his career. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't. I, like I just part of it is because my brain's working kind of slowly because it's one in the morning. <laughs> but I like. I, I don't like. I guess is that the storyline now? Because I'm talking about oh, what didn't work in this game. It's like if Dylan Gabriel's done for the year, that completely changes the season, like in in the most dramatic way possible. It does, it does. But it also, in a way, has to be not. I don't want to say you don't want to be excited about an injury, but like it, it gives no, it gives sure a chance. No, you it gives a chance for you to see what else UCF has, and it, it gives you a chance for for other guys to get some development. And that's what in a season like this, where I mean you've already lost a game, you're three games in. It's probably it's a kind of going to be a building year for Gus anyway, and so why not like figure out what you have, allow guys to get some valuable playing time. Are we going to see history repeat itself where Mikey Keene comes in and is great, and then uh, Dylan Gabriel transfers away because <laughs> Mikey Keene's the new I, starter? Uh, I don't know. I, I would love it if we could get one of our like superstar quarterbacks to leave here healthy. Like that, that would, would be, be really yeah, cool. love that. I, st- I still need to go back and watch that play. I don't even know what happened. Mm. He must have got hit and then landed like I don't know. I I've got to see it later. But on that lateral play, but I just I don't even like. I don't know. Now that it seems more real, now I'm saying I'm like you know I feel like I'm dumb for saying nine and three. Like I don't know. I don't know. We just don't know enough about what they have a quarterback without him. Such a weird stat line for him though. Twenty two of twenty nine, which is pretty efficient for only one hundred and eighty four yards. Yeah, the one hundred eighty four shot. Six point three yards per per uh, per completion, which is much lower than wherever we've ever expected uh, or what we're used to with Dylan Gabriel, but. Um, Ryan O'Keefe finished one for one with 20 yards and a touchdown yeah, pass. Yeah, that was a great, great moment. <laughs> I just keep coming back to that. It was something I didn't expect to see. Then Louisville pulls out a similar play and they score on that in the second half. I just what it was. That's the thing. This UCF, thing is, if you're a neutral fan, like that was actually an awesome. It's game. the same thing with the Boise State game. Yeah, like, like, I couldn't like, really enjoy much of the Boise State game because it was so stressful. But if you're a neutral, if you're a neutral fan and you've been watching, if you watch that UCF Boise State game on a Thursday night or UCF Louisville on this Friday night. Like you've had some fun. You had some fun football to watch in the first few weeks. I've just yeah. Like, I'm really pretty sure that like it. the national folks love watching UCF. It's probably they get great TV games. They play great games. <laughs> just, unfortunately, sometimes there's games like this occasionally where you lose, and also you lose one of your best quarterbacks ever. Apparently for the career for his career. So. <laughs> I'm so baffled by that. I just can't get over that. You know what's we, we need to mention too is weeks. You talked about it on the podcast a little bit before, um, just in, when we've gotten the news and stuff. But Traymond Morris Brash was back with the team as of. This week, according to Gus, and then we got to see that, yeah, he traveled with the team to Louisville, um, and then he got on the field, and then he got a key pick, which almost would, could have won UCF the game if the last thing wouldn't have happened. Yeah. But just what for him to be right in the middle of that, him getting that pick. Um, it's weird the, the way events follow, because you think about he doesn't, like, if he doesn't get that pick, UCF just straight up loses, but instead he gets the pick, so UCF loses, and Dylan Gabriel gets horribly injured. Really, really weird. Yeah, football's stupid. It's, it's such a. I'm, I'm just bummed about the Dylan thing. Football's really a am. dumb sport. I don't buy for a second to the end of his collegiate career. That makes no freaking <laughs> sense. But like, man, it's just. And I, I just feel for him. I mean, it's like, God, he's, I just. It just sucks that this is like happening again. I mean, we just. He's worked. He, especially he's worked so hard, and he's he's really very clearly adjusted to this offense very well. And you know, we've seen him use his legs in so many cool ways in the first few first couple games. Um, he's really taken on the, you know leadership a leadership role with this team. He's a captain, um, and he's really stepped into that this year. And now we've we've gotten to a point where we very much believe that he might have played his last down this season, which really sucks. Yeah, I just 
I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know what you say to that. So, that's the thing. Where where does UCF go from here? Because they have they have a bye week this coming upcoming week, and they've got Navy and ECU. Navy on the road, obviously, and then ECU back at home. Yeah. And I think you know, you, those those games are still games that you would expect UCF to win. But then they get into the point where they play. Memphis is the second one. It's it's, it's Cincinnati and then yeah, Memphis, right? So they go on the road to Cincinnati, and this is what I've been thinking. Like, I was thinking this before. I we knew that Dylan might be out for the season, but um, just the way they the UCF played tonight, just to so like the hot and cold, both on offense and defense. Um, if they if that team shows up to Cincinnati, they're going to get absolutely smoked, and that's not going to be good for anyone. You know, this is, I don't mean to sound super alarmed. Um, but I'm looking at their schedule right now. Yeah. And I'm just looking at what games. Like, if Dylan Gabriel's out for the year, let's say, unless Mikey Keene is very good, which he might be because I love him. Like, I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'm looking at the schedule. I'm like, I think they're going to be like 7-5. and five. Nah. I, I mean, look at this. Okay, far. so tell me who they're going to win. Tell me who they're going to beat. They'll win at Navy. Yeah. They'll beat East Carolina. Yeah. I don't think there's a chance they'll win at Cincy. Probably not. I don't think they beat Memphis. Not I Memphis. still think they can. This defense is not going to beat Memphis, man. Memphis might have one of the best offenses in the country. Either way, they have four weeks for sure, they have way, four weeks. The one at Temple, Tulane. I don't think Tulane's even close to a gimme game. No, it's not a gimme game. They um, could. I think they still could. I win think they'll lose at SMU. Uh, yeah, UConn, no USF. I mean, if they drop Cincy, Memphis, Tulane, and SMU, it's seven and five. Maybe. They yeah, but like that's what I'm saying. What? Are, what are the, do you think we're going to drop all like all the? The only ones of those I would say that I'm, I'm certain they're not going to win is Cincinnati. Yeah, but so but then again, yeah. But I just like how do you if you lose Dylan Gabriel how do you judge like what's the barometer for a successful season? I don't really know. I don't really know anymore because at this point, mathematically, logically, of course, they haven't even started conference play, so conference is still on the table. But when you, when you lose your star quarterback, you're not really thinking that your backup's going to come in and, and take you to a conference championship. You're not winning the so, conference to the true freshman quarterback. Yeah, so unless they're going to go like Joey Gatewood. Which I guess they could do, but he's he's not accurate as a passer from what I understand, so you're going to have to really change the offense mid-season, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen him as a passer, so I couldn't tell you. I just, I don't know. Um, But it's it's weird. This is such a weird season. I know we've joked because people have been saying, like, oh, like, why do we even care about the season? The Big 12 stuff's already happening. Like, who cares? Obviously, we should care, but I don't know where I was going with this. I already lost my train of thought. It's late, guys. We're going to wrap this (laughs) up. Well, no, okay. So what I was going to say is this is, like you said all along anyway, it's a foundational year. I still don't think what happens on the field this year really is going to affect recruiting that much. Yeah. If anything, you say, hey, look at the, the defense and, like, look at these guys. Like, they don't really have their starting spots locked in. Like, you could come in and, like, they're talking to these, like, elite top prospects. But, hey, you guys could come in and start immediately one last year possibly in, in the conference and then we're jumping up to the Big 12. Like, I don't think it's going to change recruiting that much. Whatever. Re- I don't think this changes recruiting in any yeah, way, to be honest. I don't. So I don't really think, like, it's weird. It's going to be weird to try to judge the season in general because recruiting's going to be fine. UCF's obviously already accepted the, the bid to the Big 12. Like, it's yeah. not like that's getting taken away. It's I mean, just, it's like, a weird it's season. It's recruiting. Like, listen, like, if I just said my name is Adrian Comes True, if they end up 7-5, and five, that is going to affect recruiting. I don't think that it's going to drastically affect it. Though. I don't think it's going to, but that's the thing is like, because UCF fans are going to look at it, oh, we went 6 and 4 last year, now we're 7 and 5. Again, I don't think they're going to go 7 and 5, but you know. And like, then recruits just like it's first year for coaching staff, man. Yeah, it's and then that's the thing is like, if, if you go 7 and 5, yeah, it's not great, but like, just consider the circumstances. You don't, you're not going to expect many teams to. 
to finish, you know, as one of the better teams in your conference when you lose your quarterback. And, you know, this is all based on what we've read in the last couple hours. So maybe there's a miraculous chance that it's not as serious as we're believing. We probably, you know, we don't know. No. We really don't know yet. And maybe by the time you're listening, maybe there's some more that's come out. I don't know. Maybe not. But worst comes to worst, like you do, you get a chance to get your backup quarterback some playing time. You get to see some development. It's just weird because you have to make that decision of whether or not you're going to burn your freshman quarterback's well, record. I think you've got you've got two games. You've got a bye week. For, I mean, obviously, there's never a good time to lose your quarterback to an injury, but a bye week's pretty yeah. preferable. But I mean, you've got you've got two practice weeks to whoever's going to be your quarterback. Navy, you've got a, who weeks. I know is an option team, but like, so it's a little tricky to prepare for whatever for the defense. But yeah. like. They're just flat out bad this year, so I think that's a game where you should get a chance to give a couple different quarterbacks looks. I think East Carolina is a little different animal, but I still don't think they're that good either. So you're gonna have like basically three weeks here to figure that out, and you can play Mikey Keene in both those games and still have another game to spare before you burn his red yeah. shirt. So I think we'll have time to figure it out. I mean, they're just gonna have to decide. I mean, is it because the other thing is like developing Mikey Keene is great, but if Dylan Gabriel's coming back next year, then what is the point of burning Mikey Keene's redshirt? If you burn Mikey Keene's redshirt and he plays well, he's just going to transfer out. Yeah, it's going to be... They're going to put themselves in a weird spot if they do that, so... I mean, that's exactly what we just went through. And listen, like... And they still it, have... It, it's a good problem to have if you have too many good quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, because you still, still have Quadri Jones, you still have Joey Gatewood, and, you know, you can still save Mikey Keene's redshirt. You also have Parker Navarro. We haven't really seen any of Parker Navarro I don't think we're at all. To. Yeah, it's a weird spot. It'll but be Gatewood or you, you mentioned prepping for Navy. Yeah. You think that uh, if tomorrow, or well, I guess it's today, Saturday goes as we expected to for Nebraska, you think they can uh, call up Scott Frost and see if he'll come run option during uh, oh, during Navy prep? I think there's a really solid chance Frost gets fired today. Really solid chance. Today or you think they'll wait till Sunday? I think they'll wait till Sunday. It depends. I hope I'm wrong. Because um, I just feel bad for him at this point, but like, I kind of do too. But I think like, we talked about and that. I don't think it's like a super likely thing. But if they get absolutely crushed, like if I'm thinking if they like if they lose something like fifty six to seven or something like that, I and think there's like just, coming out of the game, there's no hope for yeah, anything. Like they're just, just gonna like, pull right. a trigger. On the flip side, though, he's actually in a good spot because if he could even lose it like forty two to twenty eight or just something that if looks you're in the like, game, if he's in yeah, the game, yeah, if they're in the you game, you could really buy yourself some time. So yeah, but if he doesn't buy himself time. Maybe UCF could use him for, uh, he can come back and run option. Dude, can, does he have eligibility like, <laughs> at this point? <laughs> oh, man. Wow. It's, it's so, it's funny how college football works. It's funny how sports work because, you know, two weeks ago we were recording a podcast at two and or three in the morning and it's this big high of, oh, they've started the season with this massive win over Boise State. Like, look at all the stuff that's ahead of them. Yeah. And then now here we are two weeks later. It's 119. We're sitting here in Kentucky, of all places. And <laughs> I, I just honestly, I don't like Kentucky. This I'm state sorry. sucks. I, I mean, if any of you are listening are from Kentucky, like, I'm sorry to say that, but like, I, you know, this is my first ba- vacation since like the pandemic existed. Did not expect so it to be. I was really excited. Kentucky. Yeah. And I'm like, and there's nothing to do here. Everybody, that, everybody that we've talked to are, are all our Uber drivers, anyone we've talked to, like at the airport, on the plane, they've told us, you know, oh, like, there's. There's uh, what Churchill Downs. Like there's horse races. Everybody, Saturday everyone night. says like, oh yeah, that's like horse the only races? thing. That's no. the only oh. thing anyone has mentioned to us as possibilities for us to do. Obviously, we can Google stuff and figure out what we're going to do. We're probably just going to sit around and watch college, watch college football. football probably. Got a really this Airbnb. Shout out to the person who gave us not gave us who were renting this Airbnb. Yeah, who were renting this very Airbnb nice. from? Very nice Airbnb. Um, very nice, just spot to be in. Nice little uh, basement to watch college football in. Yeah, it's been nice. Um, 
it was nicer before the game. But you know what you said about how, yeah, it's totally different than it was. I mean, that's why we love the sport. I mean, yeah, it sucks so much that Dylan Gabriel got hurt, and we don't love that part of the sport. But yeah, I said to Zach, because we were talking about earlier, like, why the sports, like, hurt so much. And, <laughs> and I said, it'd be like watching a Marvel movie, but, like, actually wondering if Iron Man's going to die yeah. when it's happening. Like, it's just, like, you just... That's why it's so great, because you, you just don't know what's going to happen. You live and you die with your teams, and you get up the next morning, and life is still there. But yeah, and you know, uh, it, it sucks right now, but it's like, the it, you know, when it hurts like this, when you lose, that's why it feels so great when you win. I mean, that's the it's the highs and lows. So, I don't know. It's going to be, if Dylan is as bad as it seems, it's going to be a totally different season than we were anticipating, but I think there is some room for excitement there with seeing what they have at quarterback, and maybe hopefully like a recalibration of expectations among the fan base a little bit. I actually think if anything was going to do, it would be losing Dylan Gabriel for the Actually, year. yeah, I mean, you try to look at the positives. and like You, you have to at some point. I mean, UCF just lost on the road to a P5 team and lost their quarterback. I mean, we're just going to sit here and say it's doomsday. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there are positives. You it's got just to. harder to find them sometimes. Because that's the thing. It's like how you, you just can't, like, if you're going to focus on the negatives all the time, you're going to be miserable. Like, yeah. I know there's people that coming out of the Boise State game, coming out of the Bethune game, there was, like, people, they, people had their gripes, but... And then coming out of this game, it's a completely different animal, and everyone's just, like, ready to just set everything on fire. And, yeah, like, you can be disappointed. I'm disappointed, obviously. And I was having my fun on Twitter saying, like, you know, I'm upbeat. Like, I'm surprisingly am upbeat for what we just witnessed. But, you know, it's just you, you got to focus on the positives at some point. And, yeah. you know, this is this is a game. These are college kids playing a game that we enjoy. And, you enjoy. know, we, we play the games for a reason. Because you look at it, it's like, yeah, it seems dark right now, but Joey Gatewood – Former Malzahn quarterback. Mikey Keene, lots of hype and potential. I don't think he's lost a game in several years. He went undefeated his high school. So, like, you know, maybe UCF does go on a tear. Who knows? Maybe yeah. they go upset. I mean, how cool would it be? I'm not even saying, like, win the conference or something crazy, but, like, how cool would it be if, like, they have to switch to Keene or Gaywood and they roll in and knock off Cincy in their dreams? Yeah. I mean, there's still room for there's, some there's, really exciting stuff. There's plenty ahead. There's yeah. plenty ahead for this team. And it's funny. You mentioned, you know, this is why you play the games. Walking to the stadium, we were like some Louisville fans oh, like yeah. talking to us, and they were like, "Oh, you guys are gonna kill us! Like, yep. like you guys, you guys are seven point favorites. Like, you guys should smash, like smash that." And thankfully, I didn't. Like, you can't, <laughs> you cannot blame me for this loss. Every time I, I bet on UCF, they lose. You can't blame me for this. But yeah, I mean, that's just everybody's expectations. It seemed like you know UCF's gonna roll in here and and tear us to shreds. And you know, Louisville plays a really good game. UCF doesn't play a great game, and we get what we get. Um, so I love college football. Yeah, which I you keep saying that, but I kind of hate it right now. Well, I did tweet that I was never watching football again, and um, then we're gonna watch it all tomorrow. But it's a love hate relationship. Yeah, always is, always is with I think any sport, but that's why we love sports, isn't it? We have sure. anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Uniforms look really nice. <laughs> the uniforms did look good. They I hate good. I hate that. Yeah, we're not gonna get it right now. Whatever. Um, I do want to say like I I tweeted about it. There's just the funny thing about like humanity. Um, that sounded really deep. <laughs> I'm like about to get into a deep thought here. I'm really not. Um, we're sitting down, or we're standing down there, uh, down by the elevators after the game, and we have one Louisville fan, definitely out of his mind, drunk, and just his eyes were literally everywhere else, but right there, um, comes up and tells Christian and I that we suck. Um, Gets in my face, says yeah, you guys effing suck. Yeah, you guys suck. And then I guess I was assuming it was his wife was like pulling him away, and she seemed very embarrassed, and I don't blame her. Um, and then, like, not even two minutes later, these other guys, like, come up, like, give us fist bumps, like, hey, it was a great game, like, safe trip home, whatever. 
Yeah, so those like, guys are great. Yeah, it's just yeah. funny. Like, and those two guys saved my perception of. Louisville they really did because I was like about to lose it when yeah. that guy came up to us. I was sitting there fuming, and these guys come up, and, I, and I'm literally like, I swear to God, say yeah. something to me, say something. <laughs> and, they walk, and they walk up, and he pulls out his fist and goes, "Hey, man, great game yeah, tonight. We're glad game. to have you guys here. Like, appreciate yeah. the fun game." And I was like, "Thank you. Like, like yeah, yeah. thanks very much." So I mean, it's really it's just proof that there's there's good and bad in every fan base, and there and you know what? If you're listening to this as a fan, be the good fan. Yeah, don't be the bad fan. Please do. Yeah. You never want to be that person. All right, I want to go to bed. All right, well, we're going to get out of here then. Um, until next time, we'll be back with episode 37. You can find us on Twitter at BaileyJAdams22, at ByCA Simmons, and at Night Sports Now. We will talk to you when we talk to you. Bye, everybody.